Hello. Before I start this podcast, I would like to give a moment to acknowledge and respect the anniversary of Jonghyun's death that occurred three years ago. I just want to thank him for all the happiness he gave to countless people, and I really hope he feels peace wherever he is right now. Thank you. What's up? Welcome to Adori. This is my first episode. Thank you so much for coming. Today we're going to talk about some recent music releases and comebacks, along with some happenings that occurred over the week that I just want to mention. Then we're going to do a total deep dive into my analysis of Enhypen's debut. But before all of that, I thought it would be like really fun to do a high-speed get-to-know-you game, just so you don't feel like I'm a complete stranger talking in your ear. So I invited my little sister here to help me. Say hi. Hi. She's 11. Please be nice. <laughs> uh, so how this is going to work is she's going to pick a random question out of a list and I have to answer it as fast as I can. We'll get as many um, as we can in a minute. No editing, no cuts, just raw. So let's go. Hey, so just in case you're wondering what that frog sound is in the background, we decided to invite our frog pet, Ben. So he's going to be here with us while we play this game. We're going to start in three, two, one, go. Fast, fast, fast. Okay, do you love or hate roller coasters? I love them. Where was your first job? And a warehouse in a place nearby here, I guess. I don't know. Have you ever had a secret admirer? Hmm, yes. And I knew exactly who it was. What is the best gift you've been given? One time I got a drawing pad for Christmas. How many pillows do you sleep with? Uh, one. What is the longest you've been gone without sleep and why? Probably two days. How? What is the tallest building you've ever been on? Mm, probably one in Portland. I'm not sure where it was, but it was definitely one in Portland, Oregon. What was the last book you read? Oh, it was part of the scriptures this morning. Okay, what is, is your glass half full or half empty? Definitely half full. How long does it take to get you ready in the morning? I'd say anywhere between zero minutes to a full hour. What kitchen appliances do you use every day? A fork. What is your favorite fast food chain? Subway. What do you, do you love or hit? Oh, oh. Said that. okay, that was good. Thank you so much, Julia, for joining me. Thank you, Ben, for joining us. Thank you for listening. Now let's get on to the show. Okay, Julia's gone now. Everyone say bye, Julia. Bye, Julia. Okay, <laughs> the schedule for today. First, we're going to cover comebacks and releases along with upcoming ones and my thoughts on them. Then we'll cover some news that happened this week. And then I'll give my detailed analysis on Enhypen's debut. So one of my favorite solo artists, Jackson Wang, and JJ Lin together released on Thursday this super beautiful music video and song called Should Have Let Go. So the song itself is so beautiful. The music video is so precious. It's so full of this melancholic, yearning feeling of young love and heartbreak. 
And then their voices bring in this warm and silky but mournful tone to it. And it's, it's just this heartwarming piece, but like heartwarming in a sad way. There's this broken, hopeless, regretful feeling, but with, with whispers of nostalgic, warm undertones that you catch glimpses of as you listen to it and like really get into the feelings of the song. And I find it all very interesting. The music video definitely had this plot in it um, about these two young kids. I got the impression that they had broken up and this guy wanted to tell her something. He had this note that he would carry around during the course of the music video. And he was like always wanting to give it to her, but he was so hesitant and he looked scared and she looked reluctant to be around him. And he doesn't give it to her throughout all the music video. And then he gets on this bus and leaves. But then the music video, it like rewinds all through back the scenes and it shows you back at the beginning where he was there on the bus where you first saw him with the girl and it like sort of creates this alternate story from then on where what if he gave it to her the first time he decided to and guys it's a cute music video it's really cute it's really cute it's really well done the song is beautiful beautiful from both of the guys voices i really suggest it it's really thoughtfully done definitely go check it out so Taeyeon also had a comeback. It's called What Do I Call You? So the concept. Y'all, let's talk about this concept for a sec. Let me let me just take a moment, okay? Let me just take a moment. <laughs> it was like this really cute but thoughtful, simple style that I think is totally a signature Taeyeon approach, which I love. I love Taeyeon's work. And the song, it had this sad bop energy. It has this articulate, almost intelligent sound. And the song is about a person leaving a relationship and having no clue how to define or act a thing between them. I really, really like how it sounds. And I like, it has this like laid back, intensely thoughtful vibe. So the music video, I found the music video quite interesting and intriguing. It has this displaced, almost whimsical visual. I feel like it brings you in and makes you feel familiar with the setting. I don't know how it does that, but it does. But then on top of it, it gives you this displaced feeling, like I said, and the colors are these earthy tones and muted blues, and they kind of have this vibe that really adds to the feeling the sound of the song brings you. So in it, she has this ex-boyfriend character who has this kind of eerie panda mask on the entire time. I, it just has a really unique vibe. This was a great comeback. I really dig it. Definitely check it out. And a really cool tidbit that I found out. So Taeyeon said, apparently the model who played her boyfriend, she never saw his real face once, like once during the shoot. She never saw it, which I think is really interesting. If you watch the music video, I think you'll understand why I think that like sort of adds to the feeling of it. But yeah. Next, I want to talk about how Twice had a freaking bomb digital release of their single called Cry For Me. Y'all, y'all, I need to take another minute. I need to take another minute. This song is really sad, okay? 
It's definitely another sad bop song, which I always love, by the way. The lyrics sound to me like this girl who is in a toxic relationship and she is always sad and hurt by the actions her boyfriend makes against her, okay? That's like what the lyrics are about. And in the lyrics, she's telling him, I wish you would cry for me too. Like, do you feel nothing for me? I wish you wouldn't come across as this storm in my life that has no empathy for me. And I want nothing more than for you to feel something for me, to cry for me. And I love that. It's like so good. It's gripping, okay? So the chorus sounds like a second gen K-pop song. And I really like it because they pull it off really freaking well. I love the sound of the entire song. It does have this dark, alone, and sad concept. And they and again, they pull it off. It blends so well. It like it moves from this more modern, um, thoughtful K-pop sound to again the second gen sound in the chorus really seamlessly. And the song has this villain girl sound sometimes, which I think brings out this hidden anger the character in the lyrics has in her words. She isn't just sad and wishing the guy would love her. She also has this pent up rage and part of her hates him for the way he treats her, especially at the end where she repeats the line, cry for me, and then finishes it all by adding, die for me. And then the song ends and it really ties it together. And I, I freaking love it. Okay, I love it. <laughs> There's also this one other part. I know, I know I'm talking a lot about this, but there's this one other part in the lyrics that I want to talk about. The first line of the song, she says, and I quote, I know there's no point in trying to change you, but unlike her, I am not about to let go so easy. And you know what that reminds me of? You know what that reminds me of? Bad boy syndrome, sis. Like when you're desperate for any amount of affection because you've taught yourself at some point in your life that affection is your measure of worth. So you let yourself fall for some bad boy and you justify your poor decision by saying it's okay because, oh, I'm going to change him and all that jazz. And then you get into the relationship and you realize, wow, I am so miserable. And I feel unloved and I feel just as alone as before because you realize I can't change him and it's not your job to change him. But now you're in this tight space where you still want affection, of course, because you've taught yourself it's equivalent to your worth. So you go, I can stay here a little bit longer though. Maybe he just needs more time. And you wait a bit longer and you realize, you know what, I can't change him but I don't even know how to leave because I'm too attached to the possibility of him or anyone giving me any affection in the future. And I feel like that's what this song is about. She's so sad and desperate, but also secretly angry, of course. And she's begging him to fulfill her dream of being loved that she doesn't even care if it's real love anymore. Like in the lyrics, she sort of gets into that and she just wants him to give whatever he has to her, even if it's not real love anymore. 
So in conclusion, <laughs> great song. Love the lyrical concept. Concept photos were so good, by the way. Oh my gosh, if you have not seen the concept photos for the Twice Cry For Me digital song release, dude, you gotta. There's like no way to live without looking at them. Like they look so regal and put together and powerful but they also have this like mature thoughtful vibe dude it's just it's just great check them out check out the song great release i approve so pentagon was gonna have this super great online concert right well it got canceled <laughs> i'm really sad about this personally because i was looking forward to it for sure I always love what Pentagon does. I'm not part of the fandom, but I always look out for what they do. Maybe I should get into them someday. I bet I would stand them. I bet I would be a Pentagon stan. Basically, on Friday, the boys in Pentagon made a digital release to comfort us all in light of their concert getting canceled. And it's totally comforting too. <laughs> it even has Jinho, a member of Pentagon who is currently in the military right now, his voice is in it. He's like singing some of the parts, which I find so incredibly touching. The fan base was also extremely touched by this, and I find it like such a thoughtful and meaningful thing to do. I really love it a lot, you guys. I really do. And okay, honestly, after listening to it with the lyrics, even I, a fan who does not know the members almost at all, I feel like this is definitely a song I'll totally listen to when I feel horribly discouraged. Which, on okay, for me that says a lot because I'm not the type to listen to a song more than once or even all the way through once just because. You know, I, I won't do things just because it's there and it's convenient. I'm very, how do I put this? I'm very intentional with my song choices every time I choose one to listen to and I could totally see myself purposefully listening to this when I really, really need a big pick-me-up. The sound is absolutely beautiful. It's magical and a safe feeling and it feels very accepting. If Okay, if I could describe it. It feels like a hug from someone who understands you perfectly, who is ready and wanting to stand by you forever and i love it so much the lyrics are so personal and sweet and i loved reading them they made me so happy i don't even know the members at all like i said like i never get so happy that i laugh just because i'm so happy but i did i was sitting in my seat like in front of my computer like giggling because i was so happy it's so cute you guys i really suggest listening to it tonight before you go to bed and like read the lyrics at the same time like watch a lyric video or something it'll give you sweet dreams i promise like it's guaranteed <laughs> so moving on we have two coming comebacks they're coming soon baekhyun is having a freaking comeback with a song called Amusement Park. It's coming out December 21st. I am so excited. <laughs> I love his work. I'm super excited about that. Additionally, we have Jong Sehun having a comeback on January 6th, 2021. 
So the teaser photos for his, they look like reminiscent of a camera and photography, and they definitely have a retro vibe and also like a relaxed boyfriend vibe. So I'm definitely looking forward to what he does for sure. Welcome to our next segment where I talk about things that happened this week in K-pop. I have invited my frog Ben again, so if he talks, that's him. Spotify. Spotify is going to be in South Korea by the first half of 2021. Oh my gosh. So if you don't know the much backstory to this, basically Spotify has not really like been available in South Korea, to my understanding, um, at all like ever it's just not been there to my understanding at least and this has changed a few things about numbers on spotify for k-pop right because k-pop is based in south korea and it's really popular among teens there so i'm just super excited because this will i'm guessing change a few things about spotify numbers for k-pop so i'm definitely looking forward to how that plays out the next thing that happened this week is this BTS Decon trailer series. So if you are confused about what has been going up with BTS and Decon, basically it's going to be this magazine photo book kind of thing. Pre-orders started for it on Friday the 18th this week. But the main reason I'm bringing this up is that this week, one by one, they released a series of trailers for it, one about each member, and then on Thursday for all of them together, like in one video. And each one is only about 25 seconds, but dude, listen, they went hard. And for what? Like, go and see for yourself. Like, I'm waiting, like I'm waiting right here. Oh no, I'm dead serious. Like, like pull it up, BTS Decon trailer. Your life is gonna change. Okay, I'm assuming you have it up. So let me just narrate it for you. Each one starts with this soft ethereal vibe, like light springy, like light springy clean colors, like beautiful soft music, the works, very beautiful. And then this lasts for about 10 seconds. And then the music halts and the modern soft trap comes in and it's dark colors, suit and tie, black and white mood. Very hot, very attractive. <laughs> then it fades out 10 seconds later and it's done. Needless to say, <laughs> it's a power move. Every time I watched every single one, <laughs> a whole experience all eight times. My favorite had to be Jungkook's and then J-Hope's because well they both had leather jackets in theirs like what can I say there was smiting going on they smote me I I was smitten I was smitten I'll be honest next topic so Blackpink postponed their live stream concert show I am so sad about this let me take let me take a minute so, sorry about this mood change. Blackpink was going to have a super awesome concert called The Show on the 27th of this month, right? Super exciting, tons of fun, 
a totally wild time to say the least. <sighs> well, it got postponed, but you, if you know anything about Blackpink and YG, will be very surprised <laughs> to hear that this time it's not due to YG being terrible managers of Blackpink. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? Okay, to my understanding, the place where the show was going to be performed, its local government announced an executive order of raising the level of social distancing in order to prevent the current COVID-19 spread, according to YG. The government has, in that area has also banned meetings and events from December 11th to December 28th. So they're moving the show as of now to January 31st, 2021 at 2 p.m. KST. And like, while some people, I guess, are questioning why the postponed show is so far beyond the end of that local meeting and event ban, I think it's a precaution. I think it's a precaution that YG is taking. Maybe, I think they're being just careful in case the local government has to, again, extend their ban, like, maybe further into January. I mean, I wouldn't want to postpone a concert two times in a row. I'd probably be precautious, too. I mean, it's not, not, not that YG has been particularly careful about those kinds of things before with Blackpink. I, it doesn't seem they care too much about whether or not they have to postpone things, but, you know, no tea, no shade. But I just mean it's a possibility that this is just a precaution. The next topic I wish to talk about is very exciting to me. So... Seventeen is going to be a guest on The Late Late Show with James Corden in January and I am so excited about this because I really like the way James Corden always treats our idols and the way he helps them feel comfortable on his show and I love it anytime there is another K-pop or idol group on this show because like it doesn't even matter if I'm their fan or not like I love seeing K-pop idols feel so comfortable and have fun on the James Corden show. Like, I watch those videos all the time. But I'm particularly excited about this because personally, I haven't seen enough American attention and promotions on them as I wish, on Seventeen, I mean. And they are really deserving of more attention, I think. And I'm glad to see it happening, or at least starting. And some people may be like, oh, well, they don't need American attention to be successful. And you're exactly right. I'm just really excited that their attention is spreading like people are giving them attention in more places it makes me so happy because they're so deserving of it i can't wait till the episode airs i am really excited and that wraps up our news for the week now i would like to discuss n hypen's debut I have a lot, I have a lot of thoughts about it, by the way. First off, they really, really impressed me. I'm going to give you a quick introduction to Enhypen, and then I'm going to discuss and rate their album, song by song, then go over the music video and choreography for their title song, and then talk about my analysis of their live performances as someone who used to perform a lot for live audiences. So let's get going. So, 
let's talk about N Hypen's debut. Listen, if even if you aren't into any artists from Big Hit, even if you don't even watch survival shows, heck, even if you don't even like boy groups, like I know for a fact you've at least heard of N Hypen. And Hypen is a new group under B-Lift. B-Lift is a company, it's a collab company between Big Hit and CJ ENM. And Hypen came from, from a survival show called Island. There were lots of contestants and a final seven members made it. They are all very skilled and great performances. They're great performers. I admit, I actually didn't watch the entire show myself, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to stay away from survival shows, even if I know the outcome, like, cause I get so attached to the contestants and it just wrecks me emotionally to watch them if one of them gets eliminated. Like, you know what I mean? That being said, I did watch many, many clips because I was following some accounts that would give a ton of updates on Island. So I know what it was basically like. So this group, has now debuted a few weeks ago. And I gotta tell you guys, I'm so impressed. I'm as impressed as I was when TXT debuted. Like, debuted? Debuted. I know how to say that word. Which is really saying something because TXT has blown me away with like everything they have done. I love them. And this debut from Enhypen was so good. It, guys, it's so good. So let's get into that. First of all, one of the biggest things that draws me to this group is that I can tell this group has a what I call a universe. Here's what I mean by that. BTS has this storyline called the BTS universe that comes up in some of their music videos and there was even a whole comic and then a game made about it. Like it's a big deal. It's not a story about BTS, the, the members themselves. It's a made up story where the BTS members in music videos and in the comic and in the game, their faces basically are placeholders of a sort. And they play the characters in the story, in BTS Universe. So BTS Universe is about the story of a group of seven friends and these crazy and thoughtful things that happen between them. P1 Harmony, that group, great group by the way, also has a universe. In fact, they're even making a film about theirs. And when a K-pop group has a universe, it really gets me interested because I love stories. And if you can pull off the storyline well in whatever way you're telling it through your music videos, through wherever, it really makes me love that group so much more and get really invested. I'm not sure why. Honestly, I, I can't really put my finger on it. I think it has to do with the fact that when groups do this, they never really tell the story super clearly. There ends up being tons of theories that we as an audience end up creating while watching the story unfold. And it creates this massive hook of intrigue and mystery behind every little snippet of the story that they show us. It's like, it's like everyone in the audience is a detective. And now we get to put our minds together to uncover the sometimes really enthralling stories that have been given to us in the form of puzzles and the audience then puts those pieces together and it's absolutely fascinating so with an hypen they 
have a story going on. And to be honest, I have no clue what pieces to put together yet, but while watching their debut music video, which is called Give and Taken, I see so many flickers of a deep, complicated storyline between the scenes and the singing, and I'm like dead sure I'm not the only one. When you watch it, you can tell there are designated characters and personalities that the boys are playing, and that there is more than what you may first notice or consider. Now, I could totally, honestly, I could totally be wrong. Maybe they aren't even having a universe. Maybe they did all that work just for this one music video and there's not gonna be any connections to all of it later on in their career, but I have a feeling that's not the case. Not to mention that both TXT and BTS, big hits only other two boy groups, they like also have universes. So I feel like it may be a big hit thing where they encourage you as a group to have a universe, but so yeah, I'm definitely excited to see where all that goes. I can feel it's gonna be, it's gonna be insane. I'm so excited. So, the album. This is the part where I talk about the album and go through the songs one by one and discuss how they made me feel, discuss what they're about, and like sort of give them a rating one out of 10. The album does not feel like a debut. I know everyone's saying this, but it's true. It's true. They sound experienced. They definitely have their own sound. Their voices are complementing the backing music. They have flow and they have a gripping, like a totally gripping feeling in their songs. Guys, it's insane, okay? Let's go through the album now. It has six songs. I'll describe each one and then give it a rating out of 10, with zero being, I didn't even know it was possible for a person to make a song this bad in all honesty, and 10 being, you literally can't believe humans can make music of this level every time I listen to it. So, let's get into this. It starts with an album intro called Intro, Walk the Line. This song immediately has this whimsical and dreamlike landscape that draws you in as Jake, the Australian member, narrates a short story in English between angelic portions of the boys singing small additions to the story. It's, it's, it's totally magical, you guys. I, I ascended. <laughs> Great song. It has this hopeful and inspiring sound as it goes on and as it swells. And I, it feels like you're entering into an alternate universe. I give it a solid 8.9 out of 10. Like, I'm serious. Then we have Give and Taken, which is the title song. Uh, it comes next. It has this storybook feeling. I know that sounds weird, but like, it has the feeling you get when your mom or someone you know would read you book stories as you go to sleep. I don't know. It just has that feeling. I think it's the harp sound pattern in the beginning that goes through the song. It's just totally warm, but gives you a feeling of suspense. And then the soft electronic wave that comes through in the chorus really just gives it this nice switch that snatches you out of what you thought the song was going to be. And it totally, it balances out it out. Like it does it well. And the melody is so unique and it bites. Guys, the melody bites. It's so good. The lyrics seem to be about someone who is chasing something they deeply want, and they want to combine their world with that thing. 
even though they are sensing some danger in doing it. It's great. It's great. Gets better every time I listen to it. Eight out of 10. Next is Let Me In, otherwise known as 20 Cube. It has a totally different vibe, you guys. It bounces and has a slight beach vibe, I think, but with a good amount of unexpected, sultry moodiness, an excellent flow, an excellent flow. I get down to this song. It has a good story of slow softness and then fast, upbeat, suspenseful moments. The lyrics are about wanting to be super close with the person you like and just really wanting to get inside their head and heart and see it all. Absolute bop. Absolute freaking bop. Eight out of 10. After that, we move to 10 months. Y'all, y'all. This thing starts with this soft echoey piano moment, which then continues and brings you into this soft, sweet song that has a gentle but solid beat. And the lyrics tell the thoughts and wants of a boy who has a friend he really likes, but she teases him and sees him differently because he's a few months younger than her. Then the chorus hits and it's like this summery, fresh, heart-fluttering moment that is so good, you guys. It's really well done, super cute, but like not in a bubblegum surface level K-pop way. It's like, it has this really deep thinking, warm vibe to it. It's cute in that way and I love it. So 8.6 out of 10 for sure. After that, it's Flicker, which is this fiery, suspenseful song. Beautiful, by the way. The chorus comes in with a really catchy bounce to it. I love the strong rhythm they have in the way they sing the chorus melody, specifically. Like, it's, it's really beautiful. You'll understand if you listen to it. Please do, by the way. The lyrics seem to be about being able to communicate with your partner without even speaking to them, like a secret code. And I know what that feels like because I've had really close friends that I've been that way with and it's so fun. I mean, this song is about it in a romantic way, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, it's so pretty and passionate. I love it, 8.3 out of 10. Then comes the intro. This was freaking insane. Oh, did I say intro? I meant outro. <laughs> then comes the outro. Dude, this was insane. It, dude, it literally scared me. It's literally two minutes long, but it goes through so many different directions, but they all seem to blend so well. And it tells a totally wicked story, um, both with Jake's narration in it and also with just the sounds it has and the, the plot line they create in their sequence. So here's how it goes. It's silent as Jake comes in again narrating, his first line being, with our last step, we dance across this line into a new world. Then this immediately eerie old circus carnival music starts playing and continues as Jake narrates more, his voice getting echoey. The music swells as he stops. And an orchestra adds a larger melody to the circus music with a hint of trap in the background. And then, real soon, kids start chanting a melody of la-la-las and 
dude, it continues on and on. And then it switches. At one point, it switches to this Phantom of the Opera-esque organ moment. Oh my gosh, dude, I almost screamed. It was so good. It's insane. Okay, it sounds so bad coming from my description. Like, it sounds like trash. But trust me, dude, listen to it. Headphones, highly encouraged. It freaked me out. This is a great song. Great song. I have absolutely... Dude, I have no clue how they made it all work together, but they freaking did. They freaking did, okay? 8.8 .8 out of 10. So that gives us an average of 8.43 for this album. It's, oh, it's so good, you guys. Enough said. Enough said. Now I'm going to talk about their music video and the choreography of the title track. After that, I'm going to analyze their performance and go from there. So the music video, I have watched it so many times. The music video is set in a series of settings. Um, a few of the settings were different rooms of this fancy old house with chairs and fancy furniture and lighting fixtures and a few dusty stuffed animals in one of the rooms. It sort of looked like a playroom for kids, like, but an old vintage abandoned one. And that was the sort of feel of the rest of this house, right? The different rooms in this house pieced together in my mind in a way that makes me think that it was like an orphanage that housed lots of children. I think that's what they were trying to get across. Another setting that was in the music video was this deserted outdoors place that was like a desert. And it definitely had a dystopian feel, as if like everyone else on earth is dead, which is cool. <laughs> um, and then there's this torn up silo building in the background of this desert area. It's really interesting. So during the storyline of the video, you can tell the boys are friends and that they live in this big abandoned house. Something that definitely caught my eye is all the references to vampires and like getting turned into the into a vampire. I mean, there were lots of references, a few references for this in the lyrics, but still, I thought it was really cool. But they did not do the vampire thing in a cheesy way, so I was so happy. Like, it's a cool different approach. It's kind of moody, depressed, but not in a Twilight way, in like a, ooh, I'm interested and this seems interesting and I want to think about it kind of way. So. The choreography is stunning, by the way, um, but we'll get into that in a minute. The colors in the video were slightly muted with some filter to give it a vintage and kind of depressed vibe like I was talking about earlier, but depressed in a way where it's like, you just want to get out of wherever you are. And I could feel that they wanted to escape from that building and I felt like, I felt like there was a feeling of suspense and doom. Lots of story going on, but I can't really piece any of it together cohesively in like a plot yet, so. Now, now we move on to the choreography. Dude, it's so powerful at a high level. I freaking screamed, again. <laughs> it is definitely beautiful visually and passionate the moves aren't predictable and they definitely have their own unique flavor it doesn't blend in the mainstream boy group choreography in my opinion at least i honestly don't know how to describe it i really don't it's just beautiful you guys there's this one part in it during the chorus where 
they combine together to make this one body one beast moving at once and they like make it sort of walk one leg then the other and it's just super is is freaking cool you guys i'm really impressed considering it's just a debut um there's this one part that i freaking love okay where they all do this classy high kick thing um right in the camera and ah, guys i i know that's been done before but i freaking love it every time when choreography has a high kick yes overall it has such a smooth and elegant but powerful flow and when they perform this on live stages they they guys they bring it they freaking they bring it you guys they bring it they just do It's now time for the last little segment of my show, and then we will be done with this episode. Thank you for listening so far. We are now going to talk about my analysis of their live performances and like the way that they do things live. Because let me tell you, I like analyzing live performances of debuts, especially because as someone who used to perform for live audiences as well, I know that performing is a whole nother skill. Listen, if you have never performed, let me tell you, it has a lot of pieces to it. It looks like they're just like doing what they practice and there's no big deal and it's just sort of second nature, but there's a lot of pieces to what can make you a good performer and, and a less than good performer. There are a thousand things to think about at once. Okay, let me break this down for you. When you're singing, there's already a thousand things to think about. Let's make it singing and acting, 2,000. Singing, acting, and dancing, 3,000. And that's usually the amount of jobs that an idol has while they're on stage. They usually have to act and be in the performance. They have to dance, do the moves properly with their group coordinated. And they have to sing. And guys, singing while dancing, you aren't a bad singer if you can't sing while moving your head all over the place. It's a whole nother skill set. Honestly, I feel like talking about that at another time in a later podcast episode, so I'll definitely save that, but there's just a lot of things to think about, and I think analyzing performances is really interesting, especially for debut kids. So let's get into that. Let's let's talk about what I've noticed in, in Hypen's performances. The first thing I notice is that they seem a lot more comfortable on stage than rookies usually do in their debut stages. This is a good thing, by the way. They, especially Heesung and Jake, really look like they are experienced. Like, they really do. And they do give off this vibe that they know what they're doing and they're bringing it and they're not afraid to take risks. And I noticed that strongly a few times with each member as I watched their live performances. As for the choreography during live performances, guys, they aren't holding back when they do it live. Some groups, when it comes to when they perform specific songs on stage, whether the group is experienced or not, if the choreography is especially hard, they'll often do a more relaxed version than what is in the music video for that song because it makes it easier for them to sing the notes properly. And while I totally respect it and don't look down on artists when they choose to do this, I am definitely impressed 
that in hyphen isn't seeming to simplify or make it a more relaxed version. In fact, they seem to be bringing it even more than the music video at some parts in their choreo in live stages, which I find draws me to the group even more. When it comes to performing in front of an audience, okay, let me, let me, let me take a sidetrack just for a second. When it comes to performing in front of an audience, it is scary to choose to bring it more than what the audience is expecting. You may be like, oh, well, no, that's just like, you're just gonna make it better. But to make a decision to be more aggressive at some parts or to change things up in an exciting way in your part of the performance, in a way that isn't what you know the audience is expecting, is scary. It's terrifying because it can be a huge risk. But these boys, at a couple parts, I notice they're really going for it. And they're going for little changes in their performance that they know will hype up the crowd a little bit more. And they just debuted. And they're not nervous. And they're pulling it off. And I really, I really respect that a lot. As a performer and as someone who admires fantastic performance. So let's move on to my conclusion. I think this is a group to look out for. I see them becoming as popular as TXT are now in the near future, maybe a year from now. I am very, very impressed. Everything I went over, their storyline presence, their music, their, their music video, and their choreo, freaking th their performance presence. They have great stage presence for, for, for rookies. It all is giving me this feeling that I'm reviewing a group that has been at this for a long time and knows what they're doing already. There's a, there's a million things I could say about these boys, but I think I'll leave it at this. I feel genuinely like I could start standing them tonight. And that says a lot because I may not, <laughs> I may not come across this way, but I'm super picky about standing groups. I will literally research any group I will I want to and it's usually a lot of groups but it's so hard for me to get attached and to like actually stand a new group I define standing a new group as being happy the moment I see their photo so I stand only four groups but I see myself literally standing these boys tonight like after this episode I'm gonna watch an introduction video and I promise I bet you I'm gonna be attached I'm gonna have a bias next week next week I'll tell you if that actually happens or not so Stay tuned, let's see if I can keep my promises. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much if you've made it this far into this episode. You're probably the nicest person in the world if you've made it this far. Or maybe you're just one of my friends I texted about my podcast. Or maybe you're both. I see you, Caitlin. What's up? You must feel like a third wheel if you're not Caitlin. I'm sorry. She's my best friend. Everyone say hi, Caitlin. Thank you. Sorry again for making you a third wheel. If you want to replace Caitlin and be my best friend instead of her, follow me at Adori Podcast on Twitter and hit me up. I'm always down to chat. If you have something you want me to consider uh, talking about on the next episode of Adori, make a tweet about it and put the hashtag 
Adori check this out and I promise I'll look at it and consider it. Again, that is hashtag Adori check this out. If I do end up talking about the thing that you have put that hashtag in, I'll make sure to give you a shout out next episode. Promise. Thank you so much for watching. This has been Adori, and remember to wear mismatching socks next Friday for good luck. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can get a notification every weekend when I release a new episode. And feel free to leave a voice message for me at anchor.fm slash Podcast. Again, that's anchor.fm slash Podcast. See you next weekend. Bye!